what up what up what up uh welcome to the worst weight podcast you know what's funny did you just drop your voice uh octave i don't i didn't do it purpose <laughs> you know what's did. <laughs> okay so i'm not sure i didn't do it on purpose uh but you know what's funny when i when i go into the intro that we've done for every episode the first thing i wanted to say was where my dog's at <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head right like yeah dog I might have to change the intro from now going forward. But anyway, uh, I, of course, am your host, uh, Wade Blogs, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Quid Pro Quo, a.k.a. Uh, Smiley Johnson, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. The... Wait for it. Wade Blogs. Uh, <laughs> joining me as always, uh, we have Miss uh, Nisa Moore, aka Scandula Davis, aka Scan is here, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I said, Strive the Dungeon and Rap. But because of this episode, I'm going to say straight from where you either rough ride, ride rough, or roll over. <laughs> G is here, y'all. Yeah. All right. So let's, I mean, I, I can't, I couldn't hold water if you gave me a, a cup. So let's get into it. A lot has happened since our last episode. Uh, of course, the number one thing has happened is hip hop dare I say, the world, the culture, lost an important voice. Um, DMX, legend, legend. I think we had this discussion earlier, a couple of episodes ago. I I wanted to go back and look at what episode. He's definitely in my top 20. Um, Passed away after um, succumbing to a coma being in the coma for about a week. Um, he was declared brain dead and his family made the decision to go ahead and pull the life support and he passed away. He was 50 years old. Um, DMX, I was having this discussion and you know, when, when these things happen, everybody comes out with their memories and, and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, of course, for me, especially for me being from that era, that era, the first time I heard X was, of course, get at, get at me, dog. Yep. Um, someone, someone posted a video of him from like 1994 on some wild shit. <laughs> uh, it definitely wasn't the DMX that we know today. Uh, but... You gotta, or, start, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And... and Unfortunately, during the the run of this podcast, we've done a couple of these episodes um, where someone we we love through music we've lost, um, and we have to come up here and tell y'all how we feel and and get our emotions together. I'm thankful that we didn't do this episode the day that it passed or like the yeah. day after because yeah. we would have been everywhere emotionally. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. 
I couldn't listen to as as much as I wanted to run down and like just listen to everything. Like literally, I went um, to title, and at this point, title didn't have the you know their playlist up. I just you know already had DMX saved under my collection as an artist. I just went there and just hit shuffle and hit play. And of course, the first song that came on was Rough Riders Anthem. Soon as the beat dropped, I just broke out. I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is um, as I was saying earlier, from for me, and especially if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all know who I am, y'all know why I listen to. Uh so for me, X was vitally important to my to my hip hop experience because for a lot of you who who may be young in the younger section of our audience um there was a time in hip-hop especially after when Pac and big died that everyone was a little too scared to be gangster you know puff was running the area things shiny suit man and music was all happy. shiny suit man i'm sorry <laughs> i mean that's no, what music, it that's, that's, that's what, what everybody that's what everybody man. call him as yeah. like puff puff will never live that down yeah i mean that'll that never that'll never stop people were dancing and smiling in the videos and all that stuff and you know, X came in and said, hey, let's take it to the streets, motherfucker. Basically. And that's what I need to hear. Take it to the streets, motherfucker. I need to, I need to <laughs> hear No, like that. straight up. Like, that's what it that's was. What, that's the bar like, that came out of his no, mouth. No, I know. I know. I, I remember it. that was my yeah. era, too, you know. Like I you said, it. like, I am about to say, like, way you said. Everybody that. bumped this shit. Even I. Even that I. Was- that was my introduction to him, same as Wade. Get at me, dog. I remember. I think he got that respect so much just because of him just keeping it a buck. <laughs> exactly. He was like, just he... keeping it a buck. And honestly, yeah. all Rough Riders, I, I think that's why they were just so popular, too. They just had this thing about them that was like, look, this is just what it is. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's let's cut this other bullshit out. Let's show exactly. you what it's really like out here. Like, it, it <laughs> Did y'all forget? Idea. Y'all must have forgot. I've been jumping around on stage. <laughs> Yeah, y'all jump yeah. around being pretty. He, he he literally said that. Like y'all out here being pretty, I'ma stay shitty. Like like X is that nigga. Like, like Yeah, it's a it's a it's a <laughs> it's just a response. And I mean, and listen, let me understand, let me say this right now because I don't want people to think that we're like being light about it. We lost somebody mm-hmm. magnificent. You yeah. know, Correct. I mean? but, that's the point. That's what we're trying to say here <laughs> like I'm he, actually he had a, a big impact on a lot of people just, I, I, by, I kinda, just with his words yeah I kind of look at it like kind of Swiss it like we've known X has had problems and through his career we've covered them on the show yeah but I we know now he doesn't have those problems anymore right you right. know what I'm saying so um you know what I mean I'm I'm thankful that I got to know X and I understand me I don't know X so don't don't, don't be like oh wait say no X no I never met him in life I'm just saying, I'm thankful that I got to know him through his music because he was one of those artists that put his heart on his sleeve, put his heart on his track. It was, if you listen to X, you knew X. Yeah, it was, it was no denying that, like, he lit everything that he had, the, the trials, tribulations, the, the highs, the lows, the, the passion, being destroyed, being confused, like he took you through every level of being human that you could possibly go, and he wasn't afraid to do it. And I think that's a lesson 
people should take from this. Because here's the thing, we, we, we live in a society where they tell you as men, you're not supposed to show your emotions. You know, if you do, you're soft or you're weak. X was not afraid to cry in front of anybody. And no, nobody ever called not. X weak. Nobody ever questioned his masculinity. At no point in time. Because they know he'd punch him in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he right. would. <laughs> you're right. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he would. I'm pretty sure he would have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So we need to we need to address, especially as black men. You know what I mean? He was he was not afraid to show his emotions and talk about his problems with the world and show you what he was going through. And hey, I'm a flawed person just like you. But I'm I'm gonna get up and do what I gotta do every day. And he was said he would do that. We all yeah. had demons. It was um I had of course recently because everybody's posting and sharing stuff about X, uh it was a I think it was a Breakfast Club interview where Irv Gotti was up there and he was talking about how um one of the one of the times X performed and like at the end like he just, you know, crushed it. Like he said his prayer and everything, just crushed it. And Gotti went backstage, like he to talk to him, and he was like, X was crying. And he was confused. He was like, Yo, you just shut the show down. Like, why is you back here crying? And right. he was like, X was just like, he was just talking to God, like, why me? Like, I'm I'm a fucked up individual. Like, why, why did you give me this gift to carry? You know, you know, and it's something something you said that, and I, it, it just it literally just dawned on me how X impacted my life personally, like beyond hip hop. You know what I mean? Because you know, of course, with most people when they pass, people go online and share stories of them. You know, their personal interactions and stuff, mm-hmm. and it literally as we're recording this just dawned on me, X had an interview and he talked about his parents. You know, he talked about how his, his mom had like left him on the subway train, like as a kid, like left him. And then, and I, I guess the writer was like, yo, that's crazy. How did you survive that? He was like, listen, man, parents are people too. I just happened to get one of the fucked up ones. Right. Mm. And, and, and that statement, because mm. And, and not to go into my own shit, but like when he said that, I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Changed my whole my whole perspective for my own situation. You know what I mean? Like parents are people too. You know yeah. what I mean? And this was like before I was a parent, like I was a kid. Like you know right. what I'm saying? Like parents are people too. I just have to get one of the fucked up ones. And you go online, and you can just hashtag his name and read these stories and these testimonies of people that are saying that hey x did something for them where you know something small something insignificant to him but it touched him in such a way i think there was one story where a girl was saying how she was mad at her dad for being a junkie or whatever right i saw that one yeah and he was just like yo you need to forgive that man you know he's going through whatever whatever and and through that she forgave her father stories like that where you you come to realize that X was more than just an entertainer. Yeah. And I know I said this because I'm. it's from, like I said before, it's from my era. This is the 90s era. This is what I know of hip hop. This is why I was super active. But I think anyone who was in contact with X, who listened to a DMX album, 
you felt his spirit. You felt his presence. Yeah. I think that's the the thing that I've I've been able to find um, some peace in is the experiences that people had with him outside of music. Mm -hmm. Like literally the the fact that people are just oh yeah when I saw him you know he at that time of course he was DMX you know at the top of his game or whenever they saw him like at that point he's a celebrity but he never you know shunned anybody he never was like nah I can't do that I'm too busy or nah uh, I don't take pictures da, 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 da. nothing like that everybody is just like they just couldn't believe how down to earth and how humble he was and that's that's the main thing that I appreciated about him because that came across in his music. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm just a person. I'm just human. And I think you got that. Even if you wasn't a fan of his music, which I don't understand how you, you couldn't be. Nah, I, don't think, I think what attracted people to the ex's music wasn't wasn't the wordplay. It wasn't, wasn't the, the grittiness. It wasn't the gun talk. It was just authentic. It was authentic. It was you. It was you genuine. believed what X was saying. <laughs> was you believe every word he said. You know, it's just it's it's yeah. It's a hard one. It's a hard. It's definitely a hard one. It's definitely a hard one. Yeah, it's it's. I can I can remember it like it was yesterday. Being on a school bus with the the tape that I had dubbed. I had get at me dog on both sides. So like literally once it played on one side and I flipped the tape over so I wouldn't have to rewind it. I could just play it again. So I wouldn't have to keep rewinding and waiting to stop. I, once it's done, flip it over, play it back, flip it over, mm. play it back. It was crazy. And, I, hadn't, and like I, I hadn't heard nothing like that for a while. Because the shiny suit wrap. Yeah. Like I said, when when and like I said, you kids that don't not familiar with it. It was a time when Pac and Big died. That hip hop was just very people were scared to be gutter. They were scared to be street. They were scared to do gun talk because we just had that. We had the biggest culturally affecting event ever at that point. You know, we lost yeah. Pac and then we lost Big. So people were just like we're gonna start talking about guns. We just gonna have fun, have a good time, mm -hmm. and and unfortunately. Well, fortunately for us, X realized like, hey, you can't have you can't have sunshine without the rain. Right. There has to always be the opposite side of the coin. If you want to party and bullshit over here, that's cool. We're gonna take it to the streets over here. And I think that saved the culture. I think because of that, you have acts like Griselda today. You know, yep. you have those acts. The locks, definitely. De definitely. I mean, you can't forget the locks. Um, Eve, you know, drag on, and I shout out drag all the time on this podcast because I'm actually cool to do. But his yeah. video was rough. Yeah, I'm about to say like I when I it's it's crazy when I first saw the report that X passed. That was the first thought that crossed my mind. I was like, yo, I know drag is fucked up. I know it. I know it through and through. 
watching Drag's video was rough. And the funny thing is, of course, like you said, when your first thought was drag, I thought about the crew. I thought about Rough Riders. I was like, damn, damn. Like he was a flag bearer. And mm-hmm. it's rare in hip hop, let alone organized sports, let's call it that, that one crew stays together for that long. Yeah. There was never, think about the Rough Rider camp. There was never any dissension. The people that started out as Rough Riders are still Rough Riders today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. come out and be like double R. You know how she's doing talk shows and she, you know what I'm saying? There's That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It's a rough one, man. It's a rough one. And it's sad because I think today's culture only knows X from what they know of him the last few years. Yeah. But X was at one point, understand X first five albums went platinum. Understand X had two number one albums in one In the year. same year. This is not like, oh, this is somebody trash. This this was TMX. Yeah, this was uh what was it? What was the other accolade? It was um he was the first the first rapper to to have something on the or like certain numbers albums on the billboard or something like that like the number ones that he had just running consecutively like he was the first one to do it like um, you, you, gotta, I you think just gotta understand and, and especially in today's era where numbers are so important y'all have to understand the importance of what dmx did and the time he did it this was no streaming yeah i was about to say you this had was to go to the streaming store. It you won't, had to go to it the won't Twitter. <laughs> it won't no Instagram. It won't no Facebook. It won't none of that shit. None of that stuff. Shit, MySpace won't even. <laughs> exactly. MySpace won't pop in yet. MySpace hadn't popped up yet. It was literally, this is the era of AOL trial pack that got mailed to you <laughs> on a dial-up. <laughs> exactly. This was this was the this ASL era. This yeah. is the ASL era. Age, that, sex, location. This is what this was. <laughs> that's that's crazy. And if X you, did all this. Uh, yo, let me borrow your DMX CD. Nah, cause <laughs> you can't pour on my CD. You scratched up my last joint. I had to I had to go to Sam Goody to go get another joint. I had to go Sam to Sam Goody. Mm-hmm. I had to go to Tower Damn Records good. to get another joint. Right. Go to damn goody. Damn, I forgot about that. DJs. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm about to say we can run down, we can run down record shots forever. Back. They don't need look. I I promise you, look, it, it's a certain part of uncut nation that has was Sam Goody. What what's Sam Goody? I don't know what that is. Let me go. They have that. no idea. <laughs> they have no idea. But man, and and then okay. Well, let me let's let's play this. I want to play Swiss's video because I think before I heard Swiss's video I was I was sad like I was really really sad about it because hey he was just 50 50 50 is not old no it's not not at all so let me play let me play um X's video real quick X's uh, Swiss's people ain't no more you understand I want to be selfish but I can't Like most loyal person I've ever known. He's been a rough rider since day one. Everybody threw millions of dollars. You could not buy DMX. 
you couldn't buy him. He was never for sale. His loyalty for who he loved was never for sale. His family was never for sale. His integrity was never for sale. You might learn something from him. He taught me a lot. He was my big brother and my little brother. He was my teacher and he was a student. We've been through so much. We slept on floors together. We ride together. We celebrated together and we cried together. He came to me the day that he left us in my dream. He was watching South Park. I came up from behind him and I hugged him. I seen him smiling, but I couldn't hear him talk. We wrestled, we would play fighting like we always do. And he got up and grabbed me very tight. And he looked at me and he gave me a smile, which I knew he was okay. I knew he was in a better space. As much as I hated whatever space he was in, there wasn't an hour space. And he walked into a room. Then I woke up. Mind you, before that dream, my stomach hurted. I had the shivers, migraines, you name it. When I woke up, I felt different because I knew my brother was happy. I got a cigar, got me something to drink. I went swimming and I played his music. Long live DMX. Blessings to his family. Blessings to all of y'all. He was the only, he was the only, he was the only artist I ever seen make gangsters cry. We're gonna do a big for him. When you see me, you see him. I didn't cry 50 times before I could do this message. You understand? And um we're going to keep the respect on his name. Anybody violate will be violated. Remember I told you. His ex ain't violate anyone. He loved everyone. From the essays to the bloods, to the crips, to the vice lords, to the folks, to the Christian church, to the Islam. You named it. Ex loved everybody. This man had $30 million dollars writing his music in an abandoned buildings. He would give his clothes away. He would sit down with homeless people and eat with them with 30 million in the bank. He cared about no money. He cared about humanity. He was a humanitarian. He did more charity than probably every artist I know. The only difference with his charity he never talked about it. He just did it on a daily basis. Understand who my brother was. Understand who my brother was. Love you, King. We love you. We love you. We love you. Devastated. But I'm happy home. This big nose, light skin. Brother used to snap on weed. We, we have fun, man, you know? Okay.
long live here next to great. Yeah, man. It, it's 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 a rough one. But like Swiss said, I'm I'm happy he's no longer in pain. I'm happy he's in a better place. He did say one thing that was uh that I can actually really even say uh, that I agree with is that he was a humanitarian. Yeah. He yeah. always meant good, always. Yeah. yeah. I was uh guest hosting on another show and that actually was presented to me as a question being that you know what we do here and the question was you know how would you speak on or how would you speak on what you know what's going on what happened with dmx and you know him having the drug problem and so on and so on and i said you know i said this is what i feel about it at the end of the day once again we have to remember he's human Right. Like anybody else. He's human, just like anybody else. And whatever he had to go through to try to get past whatever was happening in his life, we may not all know all the details besides the fact of what, you know, what the drug problem was. You know what I mean? But that was one thing that he always presented in any of his songs, whether they went hard or not, was he cared about people. So I have to agree with uh, Swiss. He he definitely did care about everyone, no matter what they were or what they did and what they were involved in. So sad to see, sad to see that he's gone. Yeah. I just hope um, his memory will live on in a positive way. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, and it's the sad part is I don't think we'll ever understand the true impact of DMX on the culture. Why you said that? I think it's he's done so many things that sometimes you forget to remember. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. Just like how we just said he, he had two number one, none and one albums in one year. Like that's commonplace now. You know what I'm saying? But X did it first. Um first first five albums were all platinum. Like it's things that X did that are con- that have been commonplace now. People do them all the time, so you don't you kind of forget the first one to do. I see what you're saying. And then the fact that when we talk about greats of hip hop, I, I even did it on on this very show. He's not mentioned in the top ten or top five. You know. Now. I think I know time is not going to forget him because of the impact and the people he left behind. Uh, but I just hope we don't forget everything he did because he really, for people like me, for street hop, let's put it that way, he really saved hip hop. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at X. He saved hip hop. Um, and I'm always be grateful for that, you know. And I've said on the on the show we did before. When he had the song with um the new song with Rick Ross, and when I was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm always with X. Whatever X do, I'm with. Yeah. So, I mean, I ain't, I ain't I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sugarcoat everything. Like it's it's been a couple of projects that he oh, done dropped. Some, yeah, I'm I just mean, like, yeah, I mean, I hey man, but you hear every shot. 
yeah, no, Jordan didn't hit every shot. And and it's funny you would bring up Jordan because one of my favorite posters um that I have is literally where he's quoted as saying how many times he was trusted to hit the game winning shot and he missed. Mm-hmm. How many shots he missed, how many layups he missed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, because of those, that's why he's great. It's because that motivated him. So literally, I, I've always looked at X as the type of artist and the type of person that because he's seen so much discourage so much poverty so much darkness is why he gravitated towards the light and why he wanted to show everybody the light it's a line that I wrote in a song and I literally say you can't preach to the choir while standing in the pulpit and what I meant by that line, it was like, okay, the choir's already in the pulpit. They are already in the church's doors. Those aren't the souls you're supposed to be saving. They already there. They already involved in the church, you know. Not, not saying they ain't got their own trials and tribulations, but you, your focus should be on the congregation. But more so the people that's outside the doors. Like, you know regardless of your religion or whatever, like we was talking offline, all of them basically boil down to the same thing. And whoever the prophet was didn't typically stand around in a building. They walked among the people. They lived with the people. They lived as the people. They worshiped with the people. They didn't need riches or anything like that. Like Swiss said, like 30 mil in the bank. He's sitting there eating with the homeless. That's a profit. You can't tell me nothing else. You, you, for, for you to be in tune with the people and give back to the people and truly understand what the people are going through, you have to walk among them. And X did that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many videos of X just walking around and meeting people and praying with them or a fan running up and saying, hey, X, you said my name in that song. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, right. I remember my homegirl got hyped. Uh, damn, when he mentioned VA in the song, he was like, I done done it all from back of two holes in the freeway, country holes in VA. He was like, oh shit, he shouted out Virginia. He said VA, he said VA. <laughs> it really was like that too. He was like, oh shit, about time somebody mentioned that. Yeah, my nigga, yeah. <laughs> Don't act like we ain't got no talent here. Shit. That shit was, that shit was hilarious. Then we funny. got the news, I want to say maybe earlier this week that he was able to finish another album. Yeah, he um, um he has spoke about it on a previous interview. Um, I think it was I think it was Drink Champs. 
I think you're right. Yeah. Where they was where they was talking about it, and I think Nori asked him a question like how he felt about some of the newer artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about that he he actually worked with some of them on the new album. So uh, it looks like we will get another DMX album, and and I hate I don't want to do this, but a lot of people are saying the album's gonna be a classic. Um. You can't just say that because he passed. No, but they were apparently they were saying this before. Because I think, uh, I think King's disease got a lot of people like, oh, this how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Nas arguably put out his one of his best albums in a long time while still staying Nas, but current beats and current features. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the people, some of the quote unquote older heads were like, oh, this is the formula. And I think that was what X was about to do. Because if you, the same interview, he said he got songs with Griselda, right. uh, songs with, um, he Pop said somebody, Smoke. Pop Smoke, he, you know what I mean? So he he's working that's, with Kermit that's artists. Gonna, that's going to be a hard song to listen to. Uh, that's going to be a rough song. Damn. My God. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Damn, that's gonna be rough. But man, I, I, I'm looking forward to that album. I will actually buy the album. Um, oh, I'm getting there, vinyl too. Yeah, and there's a rumor that, and I haven't seen any validity to this, so it could just be the internet making shit up. Of course, that um, Jay and Beyonce were looking to buy um his masters and give them to his kids. No one has disputed it or said it was true but i've seen that post a thousand times and i think it would be neglectful for us not to mention that it's out there i don't know how true it is i will i will say this i was i was a little annoyed you was annoyed not not with that post it was like and i know this is not their fault Mm -hmm. they they couldn't control this or anything like this and they shouldn't have to not celebrate their joy. But they came up on like their wedding anniversary or something, like right when X died. And they was and like the pictures they came out. So it's like pictures of them on their anniversary and then the articles about X died. And I'm like, Right. I don't I don't care about your anniversary right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> But again, like like I said, that's just that that was just me just kind of being yeah. like petty. No, like, no, but I get it, I get it. This I get is not it. the time for that. <laughs> Having your own personal tantrum about I would, yeah, I was. I ain't even gonna care about y'all love. I ain't, I ain't gonna <laughs> give a damn. Take it to the streets, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like again, like it, it shouldn't. I mean, that's their joy. Like at the end of the day, you you gotta have a it, the. Once it rained, the sun come out. So it, it has to be a balance. It always has to be a balance. So I hope those rumors are true. I would love them to be true because if you remember, I want to say D from the Rough Riders had told a story before about how DMX owed Def Jam like 12 million. Yeah. And and, and Jay, Jay cleared it. Yeah, Jay was like, that. you good, you good. So, I mean, if Jay could do that, who knows? But also, we also know that whenever there is good in hip hop, 
the Jay-Z rumor comes out, him and Beyonce did something, you know? Mm-hmm. They talked to somebody. We do it on this show. Like, hey, meet me in trouble. Call Jay and Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? It, it's kind of Basically. Basically. You know what I mean? So I would love for it to be true. But until I hear something official, I'm not going to bank, put my hopes on it. I'm just going to let y'all know, Uncanation, that the rumor is out there. Um, but, man, X, you will be missed. Um, for 90s kids like myself, um, for street kids, for for people that wanted New York rap to come back, um, for just fans of hip hop, man. It's a rough one. It's mm-hmm. a rough one. And then I want to turn the mood up, but we got to continue with this because there was a video that leaked. Um, and it, I'll be honest with y'all, it's a tough to describe. It's tough to talk about what happened. Um, but Black Rob, bad boy Black Rob, whoa, Black Rob. Um, like I said, when this happened, you know, celebrities started coming out and talking about, you know, their memories with DMX. Um, and we found out something about Black Rob. And I'm just going to play it really quick for you guys. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's helping me out, though, man. It's making me realize. Rob was, and there's a secondary video. It's just really hard to watch. Um, and that's Black Rob in the hospital, um, just in bad health. Uh, that video, he was in a hospital bed, and somebody, as you heard, asked him what he thought about DMX. You know, he could, he barely seemed coherent, but he was able to, you know, say big love to X. Um, we then learned later on um, through another video on Black Rob about his condition and what he's been going through for the last um, few, I guess, years. Yeah. Oh, man. I've been dealing with this man for five years. Four strokes. I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't got no house to live in. Except probably, man, man, man for me and my, me and my man be trying to get together, man. Man, man this shit is strange. It's, it's hard, man, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the people are going to do, but the people are going to say
Um, so Royce the Five Dime posted that video of Black Rob just in. He said he had four strokes in the last five years. So he's homeless. Um, just in bad, bad health. Yeah, and um, from I think his kidneys are failing too. Yeah. Um, Where the fuck is everybody at? Well, that's I the think, thing. Royce, I think, Royce posted I think that a was like the, form. the first question that got asked. It was just like, Where the fuck is everybody at? It was like, So what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you know, the link to Puff and Bad Boy doesn't help because this is not the first time we've seen a bad boy artist doing struggling, bad. Doing bad, like real bad. Um, it, It's just somebody, you hate to see something like that. Somebody that at one point, I'm not going to say was on top of the world, you know, you thought they were good because you make a hit record, you think, hey, I'm good. Um, but apparently wife over a bad boy doesn't work that way um and it's it's just sad to see somebody you you not gonna say idolized or look up to but you know you admired as a child to be in that condition mm-hmm. um now so as i said earlier royce five nine posted a gofundme for black rob um and i hope that he gets the funds. Royce seems like a stand-up dude, so I'm not going to question his credibility or his intention. But I hope whatever funds he gets helps him in his situation. Uh, I know Master P has said because of this, and then because of what happened with X, because you know the rumors about what happened with X, um, that hip hop needs a union. Mm. You know, something where we can take care of each other. Um, and and the union talk has been going on for a while. I just don't think people have the foresight to invest in a union. Who's going to run it? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be in charge of it? That too. Russell Simmons. (laughs) Russ makes sense. (laughs) Or Hove. It'll probably be Hove. Probably be Hove. I mean, it makes makes perfect sense to have a hip-hop union. I just don't think people care enough about everyone else to do it because if you're saying say you're a platinum rapper you're thinking about today you think about you and your family you're not thinking about what happens to an artist that had an album 15 years ago and if they're okay if they get a pension oh you know what i'm saying um i mean and keep in mind like nobody had said anything about retiring until Jay said that it wasn't a profession that you retired st- out of. Yeah, it was right. just you. I you just kind of phased out. Like you just, I they're not buying the albums no more. I'm gonna just stop. Exactly. Before it wasn't you retired. It was you got retired. Yeah. So true. <laughs> you know I mean, they're not. So then you the gotta. Anymore. I guess the parameters would come in. Like, at what point do you does it stop and you know you get your pension or or whatever, like the, a whole lot of... It's, it's a uh, bunch of litigation and legal work to make it work. And exactly. people have to pay union dues. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes... Listen, it's a great idea on paper. I just don't see the practical application of it. 
but it's a great idea. So things like this can stop happening. Killer Mike. Killer Mike. And he has a bank. Killer Mike. That makes great sense. Killer Mike. That makes great sense. Um, so, Killer Mike yeah. on the phone. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to do it. I would love to see it happen, but my God, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I'll say that. Um, I would love to see it in my lifetime. Yeah. But. I mean, I think it'll happen in my lifetime, knock on wood. Uh, I, w- I would like to see it happen where, like I always say, where I'm young enough to enjoy it. And not saying I would get a pension or anything, but, you know, I don't want to be 86 years old and rappers start getting a pension. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I dig that. Man, that just made me think about everything, just in general. Yeah. In our lifetime that we've seen. Listen, man, I was watching this story on... Um, Totally off tangent on the on CNN last night about um the lady who sued the KKK for killing her son and her one of her nieces was there and she was like yeah this happened when I was nine I'm seventy two now I was like sheesh mm. think about the stuff she's seen in that time frame mm-hmm. Like I think um she was one of the they had the one of the cousins of Emmett Till and the thing and I was just like yo think about this the people always like to think slavery and Rosa Parks and all these things was so long ago no they it wasn't it they wasn't really weren't. it wasn't it was not that long ago we are not that far removed from it I, I like to tell my daughters that their their great grandmother, my grandmother, she passed when she, she passed last year. Y'all remember on the show? She was mm-hmm. ninety five when she passed. You know, her mother lived to ninety eight. So there's a good chance that in my lifetime, I knew a slave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Yeah, I'm about to say like when I put it into perspective, the my uh my grandparents on my mother's side, um, thankfully, uh, you know, still alive. Um, they're in their eighties, so I know. And just having conversations with them, like how they still view things, is still that error. Mm-hmm. Like my father had to deal with busing. Like, nah, we're going to take all the black kids from this particular area, put them on one bus and send them all the way across town because we want them in this particular school. They can't be over here with the white folks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my father. So, like, my grandparents, yeah, were definitely there. And I was fortunate enough to meet my great-grandparents. So, like you said, yeah, I've I've known them. <laughs> I've met them. Yeah. It's it's not that far gone at all. Like my dad, and I don't think I've ever said this on this podcast, so a exclusive or whatever the fuck ever. My dad was a Black Panther. Oh so, no, you said that. We know that. Okay, good. So I come from that lineage. Like, and that wasn't long ago. Like, think about that. My dad is sixty six. That wasn't that long ago. 
Not at all. Not at all. So, man. <laughs> we off on a tangent. I'm sorry. Let's bring it back. Uncut. We always um, do. Yeah, we do. Just got got real serious with X and Black Rob. It just got serious. Let's let's try to lighten it up a little bit. Uh, Uncut Nation. Let's 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 um laugh at somebody's pain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible segue. Terrible, terrible segue. Terrible segue. But it kind of fits. Uh, earlier this week, it was reported that Kanye West. Kanye Titta has sold his documentary, his life story, to Netflix for $30 million. Apparently, what Kanye's been doing has been he's been recording himself for the last 21 years. And this footage will show from the start of his career with Rockefeller to his last year of trying to run for president. Um, let me say this: Kanye is a genius, right? Let's let's throw it out there. No, Kanye is a genius. I've never uh, agreed with that statement <laughs> ever. Anytime that it was said, even hey, from the very beginning when it was said, I have never ever fucking agreed with that statement. Here's the thing. Let me finish though. The thing about genius is always the same thing. There's a thin line between genius and insanity. But he and still I made think, $30 million. Ex- think about this. He's he's essentially selling home movies for $30 million. So and I trying, strung, listen, listen. He tried to, I have up, to market he tried myself. Ray J. <laughs> listen, and I have to market myself every day, fuck it. And he exactly. made $30 million recording his life. Exactly. You have to look at it that way. He essentially sold thirty million dollars. Oh, I always movies. look at it that way. Yeah. I, I definitely remember. I always remember what part of the total pole I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to these stories, when people be like, "Oh my god," I'd be like, "Man, they're still rich." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, diff- they will wake up in the morning and wipe their tears away with that hundred dollar bill. Like, good. I, you yeah. know. I'm not to say they're human, just like us, but mm-hmm. there are times where I still have to remember the way they think about things are going to be different because their circumstances are different. 1,000%. It's, it's, it's the definition of broke. I remember my uncle told me this a long time ago. Broke to you could be something completely different to somebody else. Right. You know what I mean? Like broke to Kanye might be like, I'm, I'm down to my last 10,000. Right. Like, Nick. 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 <laughs> 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 with all the shit that you're involved in you could still really honestly probably jump into something else and yeah. keep going for a little while longer. yeah but and that that's that shows the difference that's how i always look at the difference broke to me and broke to you two different things mm-hmm. <laughs> two different things so yeah so 30 million dollars def- netflix they they gave they gave kanye 30 million dollars for Home movie. That's essentially home movies. I mean, granted, he had the foresight. This is kind of an ego boost. Think about this. Twenty-one years yeah. ago, you were he was a nobody, and he said, "You know, what? I'm gonna start recording." And you were myself recording yourself then to show my rise to power, and it works out for thirty. You know, years. I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I've I've thought about getting into vlogging, and that's kind of really what he did. Essentially, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's in so a, many that's... words, that's what he did. And now he gave all the video to Netflix, and they're gonna put it together, or somebody else is gonna put all that shit together for him. So, so it does nothing yeah. but strengthen his brand, and he didn't have to do the work that part of the work. Correct. He, yeah. And then, as as someone, as people that who are that Kanye part, fans, that that part I will say is genius. <laughs> that are Kanye fans, this is this is like everything to them. Think about it. you get to see his entire career and got thirty million dollars for it. Yeah, you get to see like Jesus dollars. walks and stuff like that. Like you get to see everything. Surprised he didn't ask for more. Maybe he did. Maybe this is the max. Maybe they said we'll give you ten million for it. I mean, as of right now, um. It it just got reported that his his sneaker is the like the most expensive sneaker in the history of sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. mind I mean, you, what was it? It was probably about what four years ago, four or five years ago, he was filing bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. So that's you how know. you that's how you clear the books. <laughs> That's how you that's how you play chess, not checkers. You clear the books exactly. and then everything coming in after this is all me. <laughs> I ain't got no money for y'all. Let's go ahead and get this clear mm-hmm. off. Now, here come the master plan. What um I read somewhere that an average billionaire files bankruptcy at least seven times in their life. Damn. That's not how do they get to keep their shit though? That's what I want to know. Putting in How the fuck name. are you putting <laughs> shit? How are you keeping shit? I wish I knew because if, if if we did, I file bankruptcy tomorrow. And then <laughs> I'll do that shit tomorrow. Uh, That's the type but, of shit I be hating on. I be yeah. like, man, I'm hating on y'all because y'all be knowing the ins and outs, sneak shit. Yeah, like, yep, that's, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Get away with not paying taxes and all types of shit. Yeah, that's the shit that killed me. You got to know a guy that knows a guy. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> But then, and here's the funny thing, and this is an awesome segue. You talk about Kanye, you got to talk about his camp and his his quote unquote disciples, Kid Cudi, who just on Saturday Night Live. This guy in a dress, saying he's paying yeah. tribute to Kurt Cobain from Nirvana, who killed himself, who actually wore a dress in a performance. Um, Where does that come is, from exactly? Is there an anniversary that I missed? I think there is an anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. Um, let me see. Let me pull that up here. And why are you doing that? My question is, why are we paying homage to that? Like, why was that the way to pay homage to Kurt Cobain? Like, yeah, okay. Is is it like a legendary performance? Is um, it he died um, April 5th? That, so there you go. There you go. April 5th, 1994. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, why didn't he just do a classic song that everybody knows from him as a trick? Yeah, why, why is he wearing you, a dress? Why did you have to put on a dress? About all the things that Nirvana has done, and trust me, I am a Nirvana fan. Why the fuck are you wearing a dress? Why can't you just wear a Nirvana shirt? <laughs> they sell those. Like, why couldn't I you even just be on the mic? Hey, this performance is dedicated to Kirko Bang and Nirvana. Right. I wish this is one of those moments I wish Uncut Nature could see my face. Like, I don't, I I really, that, that fucking agenda. And people act yeah. like that, that shit is not real. That shit is No, this is a fucking denial. That's that shit why is they're in denial. Real. And they don't want to admit 
that that's what's happening there. They rather just look the other way and pretend that that's not the case because it sounds ridiculous. It's not ridiculous because it's really fucking happening, like right in front of your face. Like, I don't understand why the fuck you got to keep putting on black men in dresses. Why? Stop look, it, please. Ch- Chappelle spoke on that shit early on in his career and ain't nobody mm-hmm. like really say nothing. It was like, um, he was doing some movie. He was like, yeah, it's a scene that, well, we changed it up and we need you. They to wanted to put him in a dress. And, and he, he was said, like, why the fuck do I have to be in a dress? Yeah. He was like, nah. no, like, no, no, no. Well, they would really like you to be in a dress. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, how like, about if we get, no, <laughs> I'm not putting on the fucking why are you dress. Pushing so hard for me to be in this fucking dress right now. Right. Like, it should never be that, like, president. Like, oh, you need to be in a dress. Yeah. Wow. Like the, o- the only way this, this scene can work? possibly work is you're in a dress. dress. It's no other way that it can work. Do you know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. His agent and his marketing team said, hey, put a dress on. Give you a nice little kick up. A lot of people be talking about you. No biggies. You're comfortable with yourself. You don't want people to think that you're that you're a homophobe, right? You got this. You're a homosexual. Go and put that dress on. And you're going to be on Saturday Night Live. Everybody's watching Saturday Night Live. And you're a black man giving tribute to Nirvana. Man, if your singles doesn't skyrocket, I don't know what. I don't know what will. This will do it. This will do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start saying, you. you know, when people, when people be like, yo, you're comfortable with your sexuality, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. No, <laughs> I'm just start telling people. No, I'm not. not. Because you think because now you're trying to like, <laughs> you know what? I, I this is something that I caught from Chips. <laughs> you ever seen Chips the movie version? Yeah. yeah. There was I ain't seen the movie where, version. There was a scene where uh, um, one of the guys he had he was in his underwear in the locker room and he wanted to give his new partner a hug, and he was like, "Oh, why are you why are you trying to give me a hug?" And he was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know you were a homophobe and all, but you know, and he was like, I gotta be a homophobe. He was like, well, because you feel uncomfortable with like your sexuality. Like you feel uncomfortable having given me a hug. Like I was just, he was like, so you're saying because he was like, well, if you're a female, if it was a female, you would have been okay with it. He was like, all right, so let me understand this. Because I don't want to hug a man in his underwear compared to hugging a woman with breasts and a bottom and like in a bikini, now I'm a homophobe? And the response was, well, you oversimplified it, but yes. Really? I oversimplified that? So that's basically what they're doing to people. It's like you're telling me just because I don't feel comfortable with this. I have to be a homophobe? 1,000%. That's exactly what's happening now. That's how the world's working. That's exactly how the world is working. Just because you don't like it, now you're a homophobe. Hey, it's a lot of bullying going on, yo. Oh yeah, one thousand. It's so what's so funny, and I said this that's, years ago. That's all it is, bullying. The people that were once you. bullied are now you. bullying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones you who know. are getting bullied are now doing the bullying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they're, they're doing it in a political way. You know. Correct. And they will be picked on at school. How dare you? We have been going yeah. through this. You know what? You know what? We know you guys have been around forever. You guys just decided to hide. I hate <laughs> to be an asshole, but I'm just saying. 
Like listen, even even the term homophobe is so stupid. I don't know. Let me not be so ignorant and judgmental. No, I, mean, I just hey, feel listen. like I'm just not. I just I just don't like how it's just being forced part. That's all. No, but I, I just feel like it's being pushed and forced. And it's and it's now to the point where they really rubbed me wrong when they started addressing children's things. To me, I feel like they are fucking with children's heads and causing confusion. And the need to allow children to be children and grow up and figure out what I it is agree. that they want to do and who they want to be. It's the same way as we say, don't teach your children to be fucking racist. You teach mm-hmm. that shit. They're not born that way. They don't. They aren't born not liking someone just because they don't look like them. No, somebody had to tell you or feed you information to give you an opinion Mm -hmm. and never allowed you to explore your own opinion. That's exactly what's happening when it comes to the homosexual agenda or the LGBTQ, and I hate to say it like this, LYWZ. I don't know... How to say I mean, it, I always yeah. say it wrong. No, Not trying right to be though. an asshole, but there's a lot of letters there, and I don't know why we need to have them all. Each, <laughs> each, letter, each letter represents. But what like, I don't but know. What though? At one hey, time, look. you were either a male or a female or an hermaphrodite. <laughs> either way, you were one of the three. And where do you go? I've heard that term in a long time. Is what a maverdite? Yeah. Why do we have more letters? Apparently, they that that term why? got phased out like the dinosaurs did. They just you know why? It's a, tech, me- it's a scientific term. That's exactly what yeah, I'm about to say. Like, but you don't hear it no more. It's like the meteor hit and everything reset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just saying, no, my, my whole stance on it from the beginning has just been like. I have Look, no problem it, with it. Yeah, it's enjoy your life. It. Live how you live. Enjoy yourself. Just don't swerve in my lane with it. Stay in your lane. I'm in my lane. That's it. And don't throw so, this whole African-American card at us like we want our rights. Of course. What do you mean? I feel like and that then we're not set. even asking for a lot. We would just like to be left the fuck alone. That's what, really what's the comedian, what What's the comedian for? said? We not Let asking for equal job, rights. Right? Let me do my job. Yeah, we're not asking for equal rights. We're asking for human rights. Let me go the fuck home. <laughs> let me go the fuck home and let me yeah. come do my job and go the fuck home and mind my business. Like, that's really what that is. And the majority of the African-American community, community that's what they want. Yeah. They just want to be normal and human like everybody else is and just fucking live and breathe. That's all I really want to do. But unfortunately, now we have to be homophobes too. <laughs> I've, I've long hated that term. I think it's it's so inaccurate, but that's the like way it. of the world. I don't like um, it, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't like term. to get on that rant. I'm sure one day this is going to probably bite me in the ass, and that's fine. It will. But I said what I said. No, I think I, I think son, if anything, you're covered. And there's there, but still, there's times <laughs> where you know I I can I guess I feel that way because I've had my kind of experience with my son. You know what I mean? Where you know there is a moment where TV can be a little confusing, you know what I mean? Or things that is being said or talked about on social media or YouTube or on any network that you come across now, it causes questions that my son probably would have never fucking thought to ask. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So mm. I'm dealing with, I've dealt with it. I've dealt with it. Oh, no. Terms. oh no, you're not I, the only one. I, you know I, what I'm it, saying? It's, 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 it no, it definitely the, got... 
it certainly got to a point where I had to, hey, look, y'all can't watch this no more. Right. Well, it's very, well why not? It to a moment. It took that for me to really feel the way I feel about that because I felt with it firsthand where my son is completely an innocent kid. Like, it's a great kid. Doesn't get any nonsense. You feel me? He's, he's right. at home. He's all into the animals. He doesn't like people who are even say the n-word you know like racist racism like he's just an all-around why can't everybody get along you know what i mean type of concept right so when he's watching something or he comes across something and then those type of questions come out it's like it's not that i don't want you to ask these questions it's the fact that if it wasn't so so crazy in your face type of situation yeah. mm -hmm. i don't think my son would even have thought or second guess or question anything about what is supposed to be what right i agree i agree I think, it's so, I if think, they yeah. want it if, if a child is changing into someone else if they don't feel like a girl they want jesus else in the boy that's fine but then let yourself just be a boy be a boy live your life as a boy keep moving in this world as a boy i guess i don't understand the concept of why we're making so many outrageous changes and applying so many uh unnecessary um information i guess it's 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 a very sensitive line and that's why i guess i tiptoe around it because i don't want to look insensitive but at the same time i do feel like a lot of it's being forced it's being shoved know, down the throat you're right it's, it's a forced agenda yeah like my thing with a lot of it is I mean, growing up, I was around kids that, you know, guys that seemed a little feminine, girls that seemed extremely masculine, mm -hmm. things like that. But at the at the end of the day, I wasn't so much thinking about their sexuality. It was just like, oh, oh damn, she can ball her ass off. Like anytime right. we anytime right. we on the court, she on my team. <laughs> like, right. like, oh shit, my man's yeah, he he cool and everything, but like, yeah, when it's time to go play football, like, sorry, you you can't catch like she can. So right. it it was I was still being a kid, like, and I I feel like a lot of it is just taking children's adolescence away it's taking their innocence away you're expecting you're expecting them to make adult decisions or like forcing that upon them and with only a couple of years of life exactly they haven't experienced and, that, and, and that's and that's that's my thing i know grown people who still don't know? Who still have still don't know no what they clue. into when it comes when it comes to sex? They they right. still figuring shit out. But you expect a 12, 11, 10 year old to be like, hey, yeah, this is how I want to live the rest of my life. Let me have this surgery. This is who I am. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you were one thousand percent. I think you have to let kids be kids. The force of this agenda, they're trying to force them to grow up and make decisions for the for the rest of their life at eight years old. Correct. You know, you're, when I was that age, I was I, I wanted to be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, then I got five years later, I want to be something else. Then something. Right. Else. That's what I'm saying. You, know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make life decisions at that age. Let kids be kids. Kids don't fight, understand the concept fight of anything for the right for you to have equal rights for working environments. Mm -hmm. Fight for your rights to make sure that you're protected. Just like everyone else, when it comes to a crime towards you, 
like a hate crime. Those are the things that I feel are necessary and I completely understand and have to have every right to push and 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 um you know march and make all these additional um changes so that way you can have that same equality. Of course, of course, because you deserve the right to have that option just because you choose to have the same sex or whatever you choose to be should not be treated differently because of that. Right. Right. Exactly. But once again, it's the best example that I can always use is why are we changing Mr. Potato Head? That's all I have to say about it. That's it. Like it's one of those things is like even parents are and from my opinion, parents are supposed to guide their children. Sit down, talk to them, give them the information. Mm-hmm. But Part of parenting is knowing what's best for your child. And it's a difficult thing to do in a slippery slope. And the way that I see a lot of parenting going is I'm just going to let my child make the decision and I'm just going to stand by them. No. No, that that Their decisions they don't need to have the responsibility making. That's exactly that's my point. You that, don't have the, the you're not the, responsible the, enough or mature enough to make certain decisions yet. Exactly. That's why I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I, I'm that, here. That's my point. It's just like why are you, you allowing the, the child to make the decision in fucking car? That's why I'm here. I'm here to teach you how to feed yourself. I'm here to make sure you don't stick your finger in a socket. You know. Normal shit we already teach children. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that concept went out the fucking window because people started to be really selfish and think about themselves and then they try to implement that shit onto their fucking kids. Agreed. I definitely agree with that. Selfish. That's all I I always said having children was selfish anyway. (laughs) I'm being God honest, true. (laughs) They didn't ask to get put here. We have children for our own selfish fucking reason. Whether we don't want to look retarded or silly for having an abortion because we don't believe in it, whether we have children because we just want to go ahead and extend our gene pool, right? Mm. Continue mm. your legacy. Whether you want to have a child to keep a person in your life. There's mm-hmm. all variety of reasons that people have yeah. children. They're all selfish. Yeah, you're right. That's you're what right. I said. You're right. You know, you're right, though. I'm about right. to say, like, I've never thought about it from that perspective, but. Yeah, I'm about to say that's what played in my head. Legacy, yeah, legacy, 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 legacy. One thousand percent. Legacy, legacy, legacy. That's the classic one. That's the number one thing. Legacy. I want my legacy to continue. You're going to be dead. And so will everybody else at one, one point. Hey, yeah. Be an asshole, but I'm about to say, even when they they go back to the old school chick flicks, let's let, let's make love and have a child to show how much we Selfish. love each other. To show how much you love each other. You called it a love child. She hey, my love child. Yeah. Why? Because y'all was all boozed up on Henny? Look, <laughs> that'll do you it. You want to tell her how much you love her? Like, come that'll on do now. It. Let's go half on the baby. Right. <laughs> now they're having hey. babies. Man. Mm-hmm. Saying that. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. Anyway, uh, we will say, yeah, I was about to, I was about to say, I was about to, I'm about to continue, but look, uh, I want to say, want to give a reminder to Uncut Nation 
uh, April 20th is going to be the next versus. And we, we didn't get to talk about the last versus because it really wasn't a versus. It was kind of just people performing. It was a concert. It was an Easter, Easter Sunday concert. It wasn't even people performing. It was just people talking about music. Um, but this one, I think we'll get a better performance between Method Man and Red Man for 420 appropriately. I'm not going to predict the winner because I don't think it's about winners and losers anymore. It's not. about enjoying and records. I saw that on uh, Elliot had posted somebody's comment about that after the Earth, Wind & Fire and Asley Brothers joined. They was like, yeah. yeah, this was a great versus. But to be honest, I'm missing the competitive aspect of it. Yeah. Like I'm missing the battling aspect of versus, and you know we've mentioned that on the show. That is, you know, at this point now it's a celebration of music, which is cool. You know, certain certain vibes are needed, but again, as as Wade said, sometimes you know you you just bars are deaf, yo. Like you just got to mm-hmm. get competitive. Like part part the main the main fundamental of hip hop is I'm better than you. That that is the number one rule. <laughs> Once you decide to grab that mic, is I'm better than everybody. Period. That's the mentality that you gotta have. It's not. Hey, look. You know he's nice. He he's he's on my level. Oh, he might be better than me. So no, no, I'm better than everyone. That is the mentality of hip hop. When it comes. I'm better than everyone. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's you cannot go. You cannot go into hip hop and not this like awesome. Eh, you know, I'm okay. Ain't none of y'all better. So, you can't do that. Yeah. So I will tell y'all. Versus starts four to April twentieth, uh, four twenty at eight p.m. See it all the usual ways. Like I said, I'm not going to make a prediction because there's no point anymore. Uh, I think it'll be fun again. Think it'll be alive. Meth and Red always, always put on a good performance. Mm. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, G, what do you have streaming for us this week? Let's see. We got uh, Killer Priest and True Master, Divine Intervention, Singapore King, The Don Manifesto, uh, El High, Aura 3. Riff Raff and Yellow Wolf, Turquoise Tornado, Kid Inc. Alive, Onyx, Onyx for Life, DJ Hard Hitter, uh, King of the Vibe, Papoose, March, Sunny Jim and uh, Kev Brown, A Joint Venture, uh, Rocky Fresh, Slide Through Part 2, Lil TJ, Destined to Win, and Cappadonna, Black Tarzan. Capadonna, my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> I knew you I knew you was gonna say it. Soon as I saw that, I was like, watch what you said it. My That's guy. My guy, Capadonna. Uh so Killabees. Of course. Uh Uncanation. Uh we're doing this a little different this week. So before we get out of here, make sure you follow the podcast, Words of Wade, and all social media platforms. Uh anything else before we get out of here? I'm jumping to I know I know we got one thing, but before we get to that, anything else? Mm, no 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 i'm sure they've heard all my links and everything on every other podcast i've been on already so i think we're good okay um and you know you know where to find me that's all i know to say you know where to find me. y'all know where y'all know where you know where to find me you know the vibes. Uh, you know the vibes and next week we'll let y'all know when the next live show is going to be 
Uh, it's going to be really interesting because of Ramadan. So we'll see how that goes <laughs> for a live show. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> uh, but the next thing mean? will be then the light skinned girl has no hair either. <laughs> Oh, she light skin, light skin and now she, she ain't got no hair. She light skin and she got the Caesar. There you go. <laughs> right. When did okay, y'all get so. Eve on the show? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I ain't colored it blonde yet. Not yet. <laughs> Mind you, that's why I always used to talk shit when Amber Rose popped out. I was like, man, me and Eve been on that shit. <laughs> been on that shit. Me and Eve, the Rough Riders, because that was my bitch. I jumped right that's on right. that shit. I was like, Ah, little light bright. That's what I'm talking you about. You stupid. Yep. yep. Rum, rum. Bounce that ass on that bike, girl. Bounce that ass, girl. Hey, Eve is like 6'4". <laughs> she was the, she was the stallion before too. Meg came out. Yeah, pit bull yeah, in the skirt. Right. Pit bull in the skirt. There you go. You hear me? So look, let's get into it then. With that being said, and, and scan, what do you have for our vibe um, for this week? Well, I think it's only right due to the circumstances we were having the passing of DMX. I think we should go ahead and close this show out with the prayer. This is DMX's The Prayer from his first album. It's dark and hell is hot. Um, I want to say rest in peace to DMX. Uh, shout out to all his fans, his supporters, everybody who, who loved X. If if I can find that link for the Black Rock GoFundMe, I'll make sure I put it in the comments. Just check in with us, man. Everyone take care of yourself. Black men, take care of your health. Your health is important. Take care of your health. And we'll end it like that. And we'll let DMX take us out. Rest in peace, X. And we'll catch y'all next time. I come to you hungry and tired. You give me food, let me sleep. I come to you weak. You give me strength, and that's deep. You call me a sheep and lead me to green pastures, only asking that I keep the focus in between the chapters. You give me the word and only ask that I interpret and give me the eyes that I may recognize a serpent. You know I ain't perfect, but you'd like me to try. Unlike the devil who just wants me to lie till I die. Lord, why is it that I go through so much pain? All I saw was black. All I felt was rain. I come to you because it's you who knows. You showed me that everything was black because my eyes were closed. You gave me the light and let me bask in your glory. So it was only right that when you ask for this story, I put it together to do our dogs some good. Our dogs being brothers and sisters in the hood. Plenty of times you sent help my way, but I hid. And I remember once you held me close, but I slid. There was something that I just had to see that you wanted me to see so I could be what you wanted me to be. And I think I've seen it, because I don't feel the same. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know I've seen it. I can feel the change. It's strange how it's got me beating down your door. But I've never known love like this before.
It's a wonderful feeling to get away from the pain. And up under the ceiling, I get away from the rain. And the strain that I feel when I'm here is gone. I know real, so I wipe away the tear, song. And I almost lost faith when you took my man, Monty, Picasso, and Dre's brother Dan. And I fear that what I'm saying won't be heard until I'm gone. But it's all good, because I really didn't expect to live long. So if it takes for me to suffer, for my brother to see the light, give me pain till I die. But please, Lord, treat him right.